that's Zoom. I think it just has its opinions. I'd like to propose a toast. Welcome to Wines and Dolls, a podcast where Chelsea and Emily wine and talk about musicals. Welcome. Wine is a double one time drop. Honestly, I don't know why you're putting on makeup. Is because. it because we're recording all day? Yes. It's because we're, we're recording all day and then we're going into a photo shoot after I teach parents at five outside. So Chelsea and I, this is our first three day or three episode recording day. Three doche. Three show day. I hate you. Thank you. You like, <laughs> you get to see my whole makeup process, Emily. Oh, okay. Thank you. She's literally flipping me off. No, I'm tapping I'm tapping tapping. with my middle finger to put my foundation on and my cover up on. We have a photo shoot today. We have to be professional. Oh, yeah. I'm going to redo my stuff. My hair is still wet. Emily, although I am a little salty that we're awake this early, I'm super excited because today's listener episode day. My very favorite day of all the days. It's my favorite day. It's my favorite day. I love listener episodes. Before we get to that, hey, Chelsea. Hey, Emily. What are you drinking? Oh, well, my own tears, but on top of that, <laughs> I'm drinking an iced tea from the Kalachi shop. You already had time to go to Kalachi shop this morning and you're I bitching didn't. about Oh, okay. That's what's nice about um, having hi. a boo friend. Hi, I James. have a I have a boo friend. Hey Emily. Hey Chels. What are you drinking? What am I not drinking? Wow. <laughs> I wow. have currently in front of me an emergency in oh, no. uns- unsweetened iced tea and tea sip. Cacao and black tea. Two different kinds of tea. <laughs> two, one's, one's hot and one's cold. Okay. Yeah, I have a lot, of, a lot of liquids in front of me as per usual. And a flask. I have a flask of whiskey. Well, hey, Emily, what are you whining about today? What am I whining about? I went downstairs this morning to take Olive out to potty. Mm-hmm. And Olive hasn't been sitting in the backseat of my car recently because it's been full of stuff, but she finally is back in her like chair in the back seat and she knows how to open up the window well she opened up the window last night (gasps) this morning when I took her out the window was still open (laughs) so the window was open all night while the gate to my complex is also wide open because the property manager has come to shut it so I had a mini heart attack I don't think anything in my car has been taken though dude I'm triggered I'm triggered right now hey Chels hey Emily what are you whining about? So church is closed for the next, who knows? I usually work on Sunday mornings. I'm used to being awake at Sunday for, for church service, but I, I, it's, I've gotten really lazy in my quarantine life about waking up. And so I'm just a little, I'm just salty about it because Sundays have always been like my work day and now they're not. And I'm like, and oh now my they God, are. I can sleep. But now they are. They're back to being a work day. Just this the only days I can work. I know. Because I'm not I'm working. I'm totally okay with it, Emily. I'm totally okay. You had a very, very busy week. So we what? have a really exciting announcement to make. We Drumroll. Brrr, we hired interns. We have two new interns. You want to tell tell the people? The people. The people. Does uh the interns are my sparkling wine? Because I the what I've learned. So we hired them about two weeks ago. What I've learned about having interns is we should have had interns our entire lives. (laughs) Yeah, for literally everything. 
our interns are oh. so gung-ho about working and doing some of the projects that we've been sending them. And so we are so excited to welcome to the Clink Squad, Woo. Zach and Graham. Yes, Zach and Graham. So go and bother them on Instagram. We love them so much. We're going to talk about them all the time now. Hey, Emily, what's up? <laughs> Do you want to get into, do you want to hear like not our stories anymore and maybe yep. hear some of our listeners' stories? Well, I'm pretty self-involved, so I don't know, but yeah, I, I, I think so. everyone here listening has realized that. Tell them <laughs> what I'm doing. She's yeah. looking me up. She's put on, some, she kept tapping her face some more with her middle finger. No, I straight up flipped you off there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We so, have some fun listener stories. So the topic we asked for this month was improv fails and masterpieces. Whether or not the stories match that theme, we shall find out. I'm pretty sure they don't match the theme and I'm okay with that. I'm going to leave it open next time. I'm going to leave it. Let's just leave it open. Our themes are just kind of like... They're random. If you have a story, it's to help you jog your your memory because we know you have all these stories. Yeah. So we want to hear them all the time. Yeah. So hopefully these will help jog your other memories and you will submit to us any story that you would like. So Chelsea, you want to go first? You want me to go first? I will take the first one. Yay. Our first story comes from anonymous preferred pronouns are whatever your heart desires. You know what? I'm going to go with they, they, that's my heart desiring. That's your heart desiring. Okay. Yes. Okay. This is called sleepy stage manager. So one time I, while touring, I overslept a little bit, dot, 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 parentheses, little being a complete and total lie. (laughs) I woke up, glanced down at my phone and realized it was 10 minutes from call time. And I was 45 (gasps) minutes away from where we needed to be. Wait, wait, wait. I have so much residual anxiety right now. (laughs) Ah, I've never done that in my life. Ever. Oh my God. Ever. Chelsea, not for a really, show. No, really not for a show. Really not for a show. Not for a show. Never, ever, ever. Because Lord, I would have a heart attack and I would like, I'd probably die. Okay. We continue yeah. on. Girl, I have never moved so fast in my life. Life is capitalized. Sprinting out of my apartment, I called my cast to let them know what happened. Then called the school to confirm. Then called my boss once I was on the road. To make matters worse, it was my job to drive the van with literally all of our equipment in it. Props, sets, costume, keyboard, everything. So I'm speeding up 59 North in this van and get to the school about 20 minutes after the show was supposed to start, run to performance space and see my cast performing the show in street clothes in front of a makeshift version of the set that they built using random things from backstage. It was the epitome of, quote unquote, the show must go on. I felt guilty for weeks about it, but it's also one of my favorite touring memories. The cast was surprisingly understanding and we all managed to laugh about it, but oof, I felt like the worst SM in Houston that day. (laughs) Signed anonymous. (laughs) I'm so stressed. Makes me so unhappy. I'm like <laughs> very, very stressed right oh now. Oh my god! I, I mean, <laughs> you went touring is hard, y'all. I mean, good for you for taking up like responsibility, right. calling the boss, and 
Yeah. I would probably I, I would just, just cry. Died. I would have just died <laughs> right there, hidden like, underneath the blankets in my bed and gone, Mm-mm, nope. Nope. This nope. isn't real. Just I'm dead. Next story. Next story. Hey, Charles. I'm ready. Oh, my gosh. So, okay. Yay. Shake off, shake off the, the late vibes. <laughs> Our next story comes from Sarah. She, her. The topic is the bolted door. Oh, boy. I take you all the way back to a time before smartphones when texting was done on the fly by instinctively knowing how many times to hit the number two for the letter C. High school, okay? <laughs> oh, uh, Emily doesn't know this struggle. No. Oh, no. Do you know this struggle? Oh, no. Yes, absolutely. Because oh. I didn't get an iPhone until college. I got like full full text capabilities. It was a BlackBerry when I was a senior in high school. Oh my so gosh. I had one of those one of those phones, one yeah. of those flip phones until yeah. I was a senior in high school. I didn't Oof. even get a phone until I was in eighth grade. And then I got it. We moved six months later. And then I had to wait another six months to get another phone. Oh. Like I didn't have a phone until high school technically. Anyways, I take you back to high school senior year. I and mother... I am mother in the two-person play, Night Mother. We did this show between Thanksgiving and Christmas as a way to open the conversation on seasonal depression and suicide. Oh. Oh. Spoiler alert. For those who don't know the entire show, the entire show is about an elderly mother trying to convince her daughter not to commit suicide. At the end of the show, she has her daughter smiling and laughing so she thinks she's done it, but the daughter kisses her on the forehead, goes into her room, and we hear a bang and see the mother unravel on stage as the lights go out. Fun, right? God. Ooh, yes. What is the show? Seasonal depression disorder. What? Okay. I just didn't know the show existed. Okay. Okay. So setting, uh, setting up my situation, we have a floating door on center stage, no back wall, just the scrim and mid stage. The daughter goes in and out of the room several times during the play before the gunshot-induced door-pounding Oscar-winning moment. One night, she picks up the box, goes to the door, and it's still locked slash bolted from the night before. Oh, she came around the door instead of through for bows. Oh. Oh. We both go still for a moment. Then she improvises and says she forgot something in the garage and trots off stage to have a long whispered, what the fuck do we do? Oh my <laughs> God. Stage manager, leaving me alone on stage for over a minute with not a thing to do. Nightmare? Yes. Just a bad dream? Unfortunately. Oh. No. So while they tried to problem solve, I had to figure out how to fill time. I paced, picked up the phone to call for help, and decided better. It had been a thing at the previous scene. Checked on the water, put on the stove for hot chocolate, sat down, and got up from the couch. Threw in some lines from earlier in the play that were, that were yelling off stage to her. Anything I could think to cover. Eventually, she came back with her box, and, she continue, and we continued the script. This is the solution. Eventually, she came back uh, with her box, and we continued the script. During a fight, the scrim was raised 14 inches so our tiny SM could wiggle under it um, behind the door to unlock, unlock it. Oh! 
okay. wiggle back out and re-lower the scrim. Cute. Okay. And the other actresses added a brief exit to her room to put the stage gun away. And the show moved on to the dreaded conclusion. Oh, man. Okay. That was it. Oh. Okay. Okay. Lessons learned that night. Actors never change your bow blocking. It is important. That's, yes. Stage managers, assume your actor did something stupid and double check all set windows and doors before each show. Those in the audience had no idea there was an added scene of unraveling mother alone on stage. So I guess my improv was on point or they were just being really nice friends in their feedback. I still remember the cold sweat that began the moment she walked on stage because the door central to the entire show was bolted shut. May this story bring you nightmares too. XO, 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 Sarah. Oh, relatable. So, on topic. Good. Yeah, very on topic. <laughs> oh, improv is important, y'all. Improv is so important. I'm just imagining this like unraveling Sarah being like, I don't, uh, I don't know what's happening. And then it's like so what real because she doesn't know what's happening. And in the show, she probably doesn't know what's happening. And so it was probably the most, yeah, it was like, I would say that's Oscar winning at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go get the hot chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then our back wall is raising a little bit, but that's fine. But that's oh okay. My gosh. It's cool. Okay, Chels. I'm ready. You ready? Awesome. Our next story comes from Meg. God damn it, Meg. Meg. Her, her preferred pronouns are she, her. Thank you for normalizing pronouns, everybody. And let's see. Her story is called, ooh, this is on point with Sondheim month from last month. Yay. Into the woods prop fail. (laughs) Into the fail. I'm I'm so ready. Into into the fail. (laughs) Into the fail. Into the fail. I love into the wood fail prop stories because I feel like there's uh, so many that could go wrong because they're so important. Okay, and I'm they, ready, make I'm ready, me, ready. they make me laugh throughout the whole thing too. Okay. I don't think you can do a production of Into the Woods without everything going wrong at one point or another. Exactly. I, I've never done Into the Woods. I'm looking forward to doing it someday and having everything go wrong. Everything the prop wrong. tracking is key to the story. And one mishap with one prop will cause one huge landslide that can, that can be difficult to stop. One fateful performance, our sweet Jack forgot to bring his small bag of gold on stage to give to the baker. That's huge. Oh my gosh. Oh no. (laughs) Being the smart young actor that he was, he improvised placing coins into the baker's hand. Great idea. The scene continues. (laughs) The mystery man appears. He's supposed to steal the gold. The mystery man appears looking for the bag of gold to take and disappear. However, this prop is nowhere to be seen since we saw Jack improv placing the coins into Mr. Baker's hand. The astute mystery man then decides his best course of action is to take the only other bag he can find on stage, which happens to be the Baker's messenger bag stuffed with the red cape. No. <laughs> and we all know the red cape is integral for the next scene. I can say that word. Integral. 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 You said Integral. it. That's right. I said it. Okay. It didn't yeah. sound right coming out of my mouth. It's one of those words that just doesn't sound right. I think you put a lot of emphasis on the growl. Integral. 
for the next scene. Yes. Anyway, the mystery man grabs the messenger bag and a tug of war ensues, which is technically (sighs) part of the scene. However, this time the baker will not let go of the bag. I swear his eyes were blazing and screaming, don't you dare take this incredibly important prop away from the rest (laughs) of my arc depends on it. (laughs) Alas, the mysterious man was not telepathic and instead ripped the seams out of the bag strap, no. destroying the prop and triumphantly parading off stage with the tattered messenger bag and more importantly, <laughs> the red cape. You're really into it, man. You're really Dude. into it. <laughs> As the baker's wife, I had been watching this whole fiasco in the wings, so I run on stage looking for the lost Milky White. Come back here. This is the baker. Come back here. Damn. Give me back the... Sees his wife, who comes from around another tree. Baker. What are you doing here, wife? Quickly switching gears. I heard you've got the red cape. We covered and moved on fairly easily while Granny madly pulled out her sewing machine backstage to repair the messenger bag. We got the cape back, had a child, and all was fixed by intermission. Good for you. We got the cape back. We had a child. (laughs) And fixed everything before intermission. Woo, lordy, into the fail. We had a child. <laughs> it was fixed before intermission. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's a great story. Thank you, Meg. Oh my gosh. That. I'm like, I want to do here. Let's do her script. You be the baker and I'll be the wife. Okay, I'm ready. Hold on. I got to scroll. Okay. <clears throat> Come back the- here. Damn it. Give me back. He sees wife who comes from around another tree. What are you doing here now? I've heard you've got a red cape. Oh, fuck you. I, do. I totally do. I totally do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, improv. Yay. Round of applause. Round of applause. Round of applause. That, that was, was awesome. That was really good. Good improv. Good improv. Yay. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Meg. 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 Hey, Meg. <laughs> Shut up, Meg. Shut up, Meg. I'm just kidding. I'm don't just kidding, shut Meg, up, Meg. Don't shut up. Please give <laughs> us your stories. Up. We give love your stories. Story. You're great. Give us your stories. Please. All that you got. Yes. Again, thank you, Meg. Give us your stories. Okay, we have another story. Ready? Yeah. So our next story comes from Christina. She, her, and her subject is piano on fire during Annie. Oh my God. Once during a performance of Annie, the piano caught fire in the orchestra pit and the pianist kept playing and we finished the number even though we could hear sparks flying, which sounded like gunshots. Oh my God. How do you End story. What? <laughs> Hold on, wait. I, so. What? I need more uh, context. Literally, she sent us one sentence. And so I reached out and I was like, look, <laughs> you can't we have to thing. know more. <laughs> What the hell happened? To what happened? How do you How catch a piano on fire? During Annie. During Annie. Like all the things. It was during Annie. So like, is it from like the happiness shooting out of Annie's ass during you're never fully dressed without a smile or something? Her hair just like spontaneously combusted. Oh. So we reached out to her and she so kindly actually sent us a voice memo, which you can do if you don't have time to type it out, but you have time to record it on your phone. 
you can record it and just email it to us and we will we will play it. So I have the voice for her. Okay, so when I was 10 years old, we did a production, my second production of Annie Jr. And we were in a very large theater in California and the orchestra pit was down below the stage. So they were covered like with a tarp um, and there was a whole band. And so we were performing Hard Knock Life. And as we're performing on stage, we start hearing like the like the sound of like sparks being ignited, like almost like the sound you hear when you like try and turn on your burner. And so, and then all of a sudden, like as it's like going pop, 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 and like starting to spark, it starts getting louder, and then it starts like the spark sounds are so loud that it sounds almost like fireworks like gunshots echoing through the entire audience so the entire audience heard it no it wasn't like only the cast heard it no everyone heard it and so like I remember being on stage and like performing as a 10 year old performing Hard Not Light and like doing it and then like jumping in the middle of the performance because I heard these gunshots and I was like looking around and I was like hmm I guess there's just something happening like clearly it's coming for the orchestra pit and like just finish the number and like I could kind of, you could kind of see some sparks flying, and so then got off stage and was and like was like what's happening what's happening and I if I remember correctly I think they shut the curtain and we paused temporarily and we found out that I guess like the strings of the pianos one of them I think got loose or something like that and so they were like rubbing up against each other and so they were literally igniting flames that sounded like gunshots. And the pianist was so good at her job and so committed to the show that she kept playing and she finished the number, even though there was, like, sparks flying all around her. And it was probably obviously the loudest where she was because, like, it, this was, like, deafeningly loud. I don't think we had firemen come. I can't remember because I was so young. I'm pretty sure we, we – I'm pretty sure we just closed the curtain for, like, 20 minutes and then continued on with the show. Um, but I remember that the pianist and all the actors were, like, very acclaimed because all these 10-year-olds kept performing. Oh. Oh, man. Man. Oh, my God. Oh, man. <laughs> That's hard knock life. That's, like, at the top of the damn show, too. Like, the number that everyone... Yeah. It's a hard I guess, knock... Psh, ah! I guess that is a hard knock life. Oh. Hard shot life? No. Hard shot no, no. Not throwing away my hard shot, shot life. Ooh, look, look, ooh! Look. Why didn't we name our podcast that? Uh, sub subsection hard <laughs> hard shot, shot life. life. You know, I probably it was probably shots, on the we list. Mean, you can't see us while we're recording via Zoom, but we're we're throwing them back, y'all. We're literally throwing them back. We just had we the just had like ones. five shots each. Yeah, I'm so, so imaginary so drunk right imaginary now. Imaginary drunk at Sunday morning <laughs> at 10:41. And our last story comes to us from Graham. 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 We know a Graham. We know a Graham. Preferred pronouns are he, him, his. Thank you for normalizing pronouns. And the subject oh, this is a long story too. Oh, this is this is in depth. The this subject, is, I love it. Is called the motor sound. Vroom, vroom. The year was, oh, look, he's setting the scene. The year was 2013. 
It was a high school production of You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. I've been brought back. Oh, I am in the scene. <laughs> I'm in the scene. I, I love this story so far. I'm, I'm in it. <laughs> we're two sentences in. We're like, this is a great <laughs> story. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Our program didn't have any monitors. Oh, no. If you were in a different place and you needed information, the delay would be significant. Wait, hold on. There's a, there's a vroom vroom making fart sounds outside my It's the apartment. motor sounds. It's the motor sounds. Oh. 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 If you were in a different place and needed information, the delay would be quite significant. Here's how one performance went. What I heard. This is labeled what I heard. I was backstage waiting for my next cue. There's limited space backstage, so any extra cast and crew would be offstage in the hallway where we can't hear what's happening. The number had already started, and a stagehand asked me if I could hear this whirring sound like a motor. I brushed it off and said that it was the sound of an air conditioner. Even though I was a lad who lived in Texas for 17 years, I failed to recognize that this was a different sound than that of an indoor AC. A few tech, uh, a few Texas minutes later. A few, <laughs> where a few Texas, a few minutes, Texas later. minutes later. A few Texas is right above the word minutes. Sorry, my brain did a thing. A few no, I love later. that. A few. I'm writing this down. A few, a few Texas, Texas minutes later. They're they're much bigger than normal. They're minutes. much bigger you, minutes. You wouldn't get it. You yeah, wouldn't get it. You wouldn't get it. It's a Texas thing. A few minutes later, I heard stomping from the hallway, loud whispers, and then silence. The number finished, and I made my entrance. What the hallway saw. What the hallway saw. This is the se- second section. This is what the hallway saw. I'm like, is this day. like a personified hallway? Like the, the hallway. What everybody the in the hallway, hallway saw. Or the this people from, in the hallway. This is from three different points of view. I love it. What the hallway saw, or what the people in the hallway saw. A small group of actors and stagehands were hanging out in a passageway that had the backstage entrance on one side and a view to the student parking lot on the other. While leaning on the chest of drawers, the only furniture there to lean on, (laughs) they discovered a small remote that was kept inside. What could it be for? Could it be the remote that opens the motorized gate to the student parking lot? These questions would never be answered without someone taking the initiative. So they did. They pushed all the buttons while aiming it at the gate, but it did not budge. Disappointed, they returned the remote to the drawer and heard the director stomping down the hallway shortly after. Oh. What the audience Uh-oh. saw. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so excited for what this could possibly be. What the audience saw. Our auditorium was used for many different purposes and events. That day, an audience came to it with the desire to see Charlie Brown fly his kite. Would the kite fly? As Charlie Brown sang, it isn't on the ground, it isn't in a tree, it's in the air. There was a surprise. A loud motorized sound began to fill the entire room, even over the piano. After a few seconds, it was very apparent that a projector screen was descending very slowly from above the <laughs> stage, covering the entire set in, from, from the front. Charlie Brown noticed and slowly had to move the long piece of kite string around the descending canvas before the kite string had to fall at the end of the number. <laughs> I, I just like... <laughs> 
screen remained fully extended to the floor of the stage well into the Valentine's Day scene before the remote was found and the screen was retreated. To this day, no one is quite sure how to open the gate to the student parking lot. <laughs> hey, but they sure do know how to bring a projector down yeah, in the front the of the stage. Down. Oh my Which, God. Which is arguably harder. It is. It is. Yes, I will. I will agree with you on that. <laughs> to this day, no one knows how to bring bring open the parking garage. That okay, kids, don't Graham. mess with remote controls in the middle of a show. I love how Graham is like. Do you know what that is? He's like, it's the AC. Brush off. It's the AC. Yeah, it's fine. It's I fine. would do that too. I'm like, yeah, I totally know what it is. It's totally the AC, and just like that's it. Don't ask me again. I'd have been like, well, I don't know. I'm in character. Leave me alone. And then you can't see, like, I'm, I'm assuming the projector was white and the string was white, so you couldn't really see the well, string. Well, you can't see anything. You can't see anything because it's in the front of the it's stage. The it's like of hanging the off the proscenium, coming down, Why did it so long everything? to come back up? Because the students knew where they were. Were they being little dicks in the I don't think. I don't think they knew. I don't think they knew that the screen had descended. They were like, why doesn't this work for the garage? Aww. What is happening? Let's That's press all the buttons. Yeah. That's why he put it from three different perspectives there because nobody really knew or could communicate with each other about what was happening. Stupid high schoolers. <laughs> oh, thank you, Graham, for your story. Thank I you, love Graham. it. <laughs> thank you all for your stories. Thank you, everyone. That was a, uh, that that was was a trip. That was a trip. Oh, oh man. Lord, y'all. Please... Keep on submitting stories. Don't just wait until the, the end of the of the month because we like to collect them and we will read them all. Send us all your stories. And if you have multiple stories, send us multiple stories. Yes. We want them all. And all so if you would have a story, please submit it to our Google form or you can email us at winesanddolls at gmail.com. And that Google form can be found on any of our social media. Okay, Chels. Hey. Do you have a do you have a theme you want for next month? Any any uh, any prompts? You know what? Just keep sending me your fails. Those are my favorite fails. fails are... Any kind of fail. I want some ghosts, more ghost stories. Ooh, I would so, like some ghost stories too. Do you have any fails? Any ghost stories? Ooh, and you know what? Next month is like the beginning of Halloween, anyway. Yeah, it's true. It's September. <laughs> it's September, so it's yeah, almost it's basically Halloween. It's That's basically what Michael Kushner is going to tell you. That's exactly what he's going to tell you soon. I would think. Uh, da, da, da. Uh, da, da. Maybe Thursday. Let's go ahead and uh, wrap this sucker up. Let's do it. Yeah. So if you uh, enjoyed this episode and you would like to contribute to this episode, again, please send us your stories by emailing us at winesanddolls at gmail.com. You can send in voice recordings to that email, or you can submit via our Google form that can be found on any of our social media link in bio. We would like to give a special shout out to our patrons. Thank you so much, patrons, for your support. We can't do this show without you. That includes Noah, Brandon, Allison, Sydney, Mama Hardy, Mama Keen, Mama Lang, and Andy. If you would like to join our patrons and join us for our monthly happy hour for Private Box, you can join us at www.patreon.com slash winesanddolls. There lives our bloopers, our one more stories, and all this extra fun stuff. If you'd like to find us on social media, you can find us at Wines and Dolls on any social media platform. If you enjoyed what you listened to today, please go up to the top of whatever listening platform you are on and please press subscribe to never miss an episode. You can find us on any of your favorite 
podcast platforms. And if you felt like you had a five-star experience, please scroll down and leave us a five-star review and write us a little note. We love to read them. If you felt like you had a four or less star experience, please email us at winesanddolls at gmail.com. We will gladly delete your email. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. No, we won't. And with that, I'm Chelsea. I'm Emily. And this has been Wines and Dolls. Yay. Bye, everyone. Keep covering that wine hole. Oh, man.